public library study room, which I hope you don't get kicked out because I think we're closing in 30 minutes. Let's hope we can wrap up our discussion about Steven Universe by then. But yes, I have my friend uh, Kiana here and she's going to introduce herself. Um, I'm Kiana and uh, intro, intro, intro. I'm just excited to be here. I love Steven <laughs> Universe. That's my intro. Right? Like, honestly, okay. So, as you know, well, and I guess no one knows anyways. So we don't really have any current topics that we want to really discuss for like the rest of the season. Um, season one ended. We talked about anchored vulnerability. <laughs> I like. I hope. I don't know if they they're gonna get that on audio, but I guess we can include this. But yeah, this library closed in thirty minutes, so yeah, let's hope we wrap up by then. Anyways. 
So season one ended, we talked about anger and vulnerability. I got to, you know, interview Nadine Thornhill from Toronto Sun about, you know, how sex ed can be applied as harm, form of harm reduction. And we got to talk about a lot of cool things like the Ontario sex ed curriculum. We got to talk about how much uh, we hated Doug Ford. Actually, I don't know if it was Doug Ford. I think it was Harvey Weinstein. Anyways, we just had a really great time just tearing apart creeps and everything. So if you guys want to check out season one, go to thatgayradioshow.com and go to episodes. Or you can also hit us up on Spotify and iTunes. And we are not sponsored. So when I tell you that I love views and share it with your friends, I really mean it. So this is going to be our segment I like to call Busher and Friends, where I literally just interview my friends and we just talk about things we're really fucking passionate about. And today that happens to be Steven Universe. So today we're going to be talking about, you know, if uh, spoilers, you know, if anyone hasn't gotten this far. Although that being said, the Steven Universe season finale has been out for like months, weeks now. So yeah, I think it's a month now. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it, go fucking watch it. Otherwise, you're going to be very lost in this episode. So we're going to be talking about Change Your Mind in the special. And we're going to be talking about a lot of cool things like abuse, which abuse isn't cool, but... We're going to talk about how it was really, like, interesting, how they interweave this, like, narrative in the end of Steven Universe. We're going to talk about homophobia, and we're going to talk about, you know, maybe transphobia briefly, because that's kind of the interpretation that I got when I watched Change Your Mind. I got that, too. All right. So, first things first. Let's talk about the intro to that actual episode. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Which one? Okay. So, you know the first episode in, like, Change Your Mind? Well, where basically... um, Connie and Steven were locked in the room by Blue Diamond, and Steven was having the dream sequence in that fucking editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. thoughts. I want to hear you, your interpretation first. Um, it, it fucked me up real good. <laughs> I was like, oh, one, the animation, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, like. Beautiful, this um, finale. Um, but, yeah, my interpretation was just, like, all the people Steven used to be and then Mm -hmm. him not knowing how to cope with just wanting to be himself and I was like oh no my baby boy exactly like when he was phasing between like Steven Rose Quartz and Pink Diamond now that we have the context and we know that Pink Diamond and Rose Quartz were the same people all along Mm -hmm. Steven having his fundamental beliefs and worldview built on the fact that Rose Quartz actions were ultimately good and that she was actively fighting, like, you know, a dictator. Now knowing that this, like, met this, like, image is crushed and knowing that his world is literally falling apart, him was, he was literally falling apart at the seams because he did not, he had such a big identity crisis because he had no fucking idea who he was. And that alone, and the fact that it was also, like, I guess, like, a, like a flashback or memory of Pink Diamonds and how Blue Diamond was, like, basically fucking gaslighting her and like saying like yeah you know because you aren't uh, i'm trying to think of the right way to say this like but yeah just like victim blaming her and gaslighting her and being like oh well if only you weren't acting this way like you make everyone unhappy and like i don't know how much you can relate to it but when you grow up in a fucking abusive home yeah you just fucking know that like that's what, what abusers do and the worst fucking part is that it always comes from people that you love and that know you. And they always express these beliefs as because, you know, they love you and they want the best for you. And the thing about the whole, you know, family dynamic between the diamonds itself that was really so intriguing was that you really saw the different forms of abuse. 
we know that in terms of Blue Diamond's case, it was emotional. We know that in Yellow Diamond's case, she had a lot of resentment because she felt like she was being held to higher standards, just like how older siblings in abusive situations often sometimes blame their younger siblings and they aren't as, like, let's say, like, they're sort of normalized by their parents that they have to, like, maintain this persona and they have to withstand abuse and they have to be better and set an example. And so whenever the younger siblings will realize that this is an abusive situation and they try to take themselves out of it, and then seeing how literally after a certain point, your abuser can sort of, their words sort of come out of you and you sort of sometimes believe that what they believe to be right and what has kept you down your whole life is being now used by your siblings and people who love you to like normalize the behavior that you're facing. So that was a lot, but. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I had some really things Being, that yeah. hit very close to home. And I was like, I see what you're doing, Steven Universe. I know it's deeper than you're really presenting. And congratulations to Rebecca Sugar for managing to do that, which started off as what I thought a silly show about this boy and his like three magical moms turned into this big, giant thing about accepting who you are and just having to deal with things that might not be your fault. But people still expect you to deal with them. And I just relate to Steven a lot. Exactly. And just like, I think one of the parts that really got to me is a part where like the blue diamond and yellow diamond fight, which is like so iconic for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. But remember the part where she was saying like, um, it's not fair. Like I have to be better. And that hit really close to home because when I was living at home with my older brother, we and him are really close. We're both aware of the situation that we're living in and how it was abusive growing up. But for him, that really hit close to me because he felt like his whole life that he was protecting me from mistreatment. But in reality, we were both being abused. It was just in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so when you know Blue Diamond was like, I know you're suffering, I'm suffering too. I was like, fuck yeah, that's literally, literally me. And the part where, you know, Steven literally confronts Blue Diamond and saying, you made her feel this way. You made her feel like she wasn't welcome, like she couldn't come to you. And, and that that's why wasn't she left. normal. And it wasn't normal, yes! Like, you should not make your family members cry all the time. This isn't normal. I come from a family where we don't do this. And I'm like, oh no, you stole her wig. Her wig is gone. And even <laughs> just the scene after the fight, where yellow thinks that blue is using her like powers on powers her, on like her. emotionally manipulating her, but she yeah. isn't. She's and just she's expressing not. it. She's just crying on her own for once, and like she doesn't know how to do that. That she's like, it can't possibly be me. Like I have to be very strong and authoritarian, and just keep keep the diamond authority like going when white diamond's stuck in her own head. So I very much was like, oh no. Okay. That being said. We need to fucking talk about the elephant in the room, White Diamond. So, the thing that, okay, so I find a lot of the reaction towards, like, White Diamond and the resolution in, like, season five, a lot of people kind of reacted because they're thinking about the context of how they're literally genocidal, like, imperialists and they're mm -hmm. colonizers and shit. Like, mm -hmm. that's literally exactly what the Diamond Authority is. And a lot of people felt like the way White Diamond, like, her arc was settled was kind of, like, overly simplistic but my opinion is that it actually wasn't i think it was handled very intelligently and this is why so for me 
The whole point of White Diamond and how her mistreatment of Homeworld was because she is literally the matriarch of the Diamond Authority. She is the main person. And the thing about White Diamond is that oftentimes abusers themselves have at one point in their lives been abused. But within the context of White Diamond literally being the only person of her kind, because she grew up alone and isolated, her worldview is associated with treating everyone as less than her because they all came from her and they must listen to her. And so for her, she also had an identity crisis towards the end because realizing, well, if you're not Pink Diamond, then who am I? And that's the thing a lot of abusers face when their worldview gets confronted by people who are literally saying, your treatment is not normal, your treatment is not just. A uh, reason I thought it was handled very intelligently was because even though abusive parents may not act like childishly, they like, you know, in their behaviors, they what their motivations are childish. Having the thing having the idea that everyone should follow your ideals and that you cannot be challenged and that everything that you're saying is just is a childish, like, you know, thing to be thinking and doing. And so and the, when, so when she had the reaction where she was slamming her fist and, she, fist and she was saying like, oh, it's not fair, or like just something like that. Mm -hmm. And then Steven said his iconic line. Yeah. And, okay, oh, I can't even remember what it was word for word. her. She's like, um, like, no, you're pink diamond. Like you're acting like a child. And he's, he's like, like, what's I your He's like, yeah. I am a child. What's your excuse? And absolutely balded her for Incinerated! Life. Because it's true. What excuse do abusive parents have? It's like, when you're a child, you cannot control what happens to you. You live in this environment. And so you have to do what you're told and act in ways that protect yourself from harm. Because you want to protect yourself from harm from your abuser. But what is your abuser's excuse when they're removed from their situations? The point is, regardless of what abuse one might have you know, faced, like when the and trauma they have been dealt with, when you get older, when you have your own family and you're removed from that situation and it is up to you to make your decisions about how you want you know, your family to look like and if you want them to feel loved and if you want things to change, and you continue to mistreat them because what you were taught was normal, like, what is your excuse? You, like, you have to, you can't, like, we've all been traumatized, and that explains our behavior, but it doesn't excuse it. Yep, and absolutely. yeah, and if you choose to not move forward from it, and you continue to mistreat people, you're not the victim anymore. You're the abuser. And that's why, the thing that, another vibe that I got was, remember when White Diamond and everyone went down to Earth, and they were kind of, like, purifying, like, the gem colonies and everything that like were like hurt and corruption. And that moment where like Steven looked at her and she had that really awkward smile and she didn't want to be involved. Mm -hmm. What I saw that as that that thing is for example, people who've left their abusive atmospheres but still want to have a relationship, you know, with their abusers. I'm not gonna say okay, I'm not gonna say abusers, like abusive family from the past. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I do believe that abusers can be rehabilitated and that they can have a positive relationship with someone if they actively work on their behavior mm -hmm. and if they make attempts to learn from their behavior and move forward. And what right, White Diamond is doing is she's reconciling, as you should, when someone you've made a mistake and you've harmed someone and you want to have a relationship with someone, you have to meet someone halfway. And that means doing things that you're uncomfortable with and doing things that 
you don't necessarily believe in because you want to have a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I had so many thoughts about that. But I want to hear your your tidbits about the episode. Um, I also related kind of going back to like being scared to say something because it's scary to stand up for yourself. Just mm-hmm. that scene where Steven's like, we finally have her attention. Tell her how you feel. Yeah. And how... That how parade is making you feel and you're shaking and you're so scared to say something and yellow's like stuttering to get it out that they have to talk and then talking about how just the pressure of having to be these leaders puts them under and then she ruins it by immediately like turning them into like zombies exactly but yo this is the fucking part that literally blew my fucking mind so we know that white diamond psychologically manipulates people Mm-hmm. And that she brainwashes them. Mm-hmm. So literally, her yeah, her powers are to literally brainwash people. But think about it. When you have an abuser, they consistently go through your cognition and your mindset in a way that you doubt yourself and you blame yourself and you take on their ideals even though you don't necessarily believe them. And I guess you could say that's a form of brainwashing if we're going to use that fucking word. And like, so that scene where she was taking all the insecurities that Steven had and all the identity crises and using it against him with the people he loved most because that's what happens when you have intrusive thoughts. They come from you thinking that the people you love most and you trust and you care about all like secretly hate you and that they're flawed and that you're taking advantage of someone. And the fact that like it got to that point was so fucking you know, powerful to me. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was just very much, and you have to like take into the fact that Steve is like a fourteen-year-old boy. Exactly, so he's like yeah, fighting a war basically is fucking bonkers. But the fact that he's in this room and all his loved ones and the people he's starting to love are there, basically like a literal sense of being brainwashed, where they're saying what White Diamond wants them to say, and then basically saying that you surround yourself with lesser people to make yourself feel better, and to yeah. step yourself up. And he has a moment where he pauses, and he's like, am I really doing that? And there's the moment where, the moment that got me was when she said, like, this is just like, this is just whatever, like, you're not actually a kid, like, you're just pretending to be a kid to make things easier for yourself, and then he has the moment, and you fear when he gets his gem taken out of his body. And you think, yeah. And you think it's gonna be Pink Diamond, but it's not. It's just Steven, and Steven is Steven the entire time, and my mind exploded, and I started bawling my eyes out, because I was so scared it was gonna be a situation where it's like, no, like, for real, like, just kidding. We pulled a rug out from you. Like, he really is Pink Diamond, Mm -hmm. but he's really just himself. And, like, I honestly thought he was going to have a gaping hole in his stomach when his gem came out. And luckily there was it. I was like, what's going on? So, yeah, it was just a very big, important moment for me. And the fact that he was himself the entire time. Because I feel like the entire show was just Steven trying to be like his mom mm-hmm. and this this the whole like hearts and minds arc like steven having to be pink diamond for everybody and he's at this point where it's like who am i mm-hmm. and he was himself his the entire time and the the final song about just like respecting yourself and loving yourself because i love myself really got to me because like he is himself the entire time, and I was just very like pleased about how they resolved like that identity crisis. Because that is literally exactly what it is. 
the only way to heal from trauma and abuse. Anyways, you know what? They're, they'll literally have to drag us out of the room before they take us out. <laughs> Anyways, but like, I guess, well, I guess that's basically the whole episode. We're kind of finishing up anyways. But like, the thing that is really fucking amazing is that that's the message, is that radical self-love is the only way to, you know, heal from pain and trauma and abuse. And that is because like, you know, corporations and capitalism and every and abuse, they all make us feel like we should hate ourselves and that there's something wrong with ourselves and we have to fix things about ourselves in order to live and function in this world. But the reality is that by loving ourselves, by taking advantage of our own futures, by fighting back against mistreatment, that is the way we heal and that is the way we should be living. And the thing is, like, why people, I was really kind of upset about people saying that they handled this, you know, like, arc, like, kind of overly simplistically considering that there was, like, actual, you know, mentions of, like, genocide and war and, like, everything. Those things are still happening. I'm not going to say that they one, they 100% resolved all those arcs and that real life is a lot, obviously a lot more complex and everything. But... The message remains the same, and I do think it's something that we should take into account in our own lives. That we do, we should love ourselves, we should be proud of ourselves for the things that we do, and we should stand up for ourselves in the times that we need to, because if we do, if we start to doubt ourselves, our futures are gonna be affected, and people are gonna continue to be harmed if we don't, like, you know, make a stand. And that's the real fucking cool thing too, right? We already know that fusions and Steven Universe are a symbol of love, and maybe not necessarily love, but the different relationships we have with people. And the fact that, you know, towards the end, even people like Jasper like were redeemed when they realized that like, wow, Pink Diamond was technically alive this whole time, mm -hmm. and that Steven is Pink Diamond. And then the level of confusion and then seeing the diamonds must have been a lot. Mm -hmm. in, that in that note, do you think Jasper's going to have a redemption arc in Steven Universe? I think they kind of have to at this point. Mm -hmm. They could have just not healed her. And I think that I don't, I'm not one of those people who is like, Jasper's absolute garbage. Get around <laughs> uh, Yeah. I do think <laughs> that she's a product of her, her circumstances and getting kicked down when like the person she looked up to was taken away from her and having to find that kind of respect and the need to serve and another person in this case diamond and then to basically have all your ideals just like ripped out from under you and then i really enjoyed the episode alone at sea where it dives more into the relationship between lapis and jasper yes and how it was a, like a perfect algorithm about how abusive relationships aren't cut and dry and how Lapis also abused Jasper and then the fact that just like every every like line in, in that entire episode had me like oh no this is where we're going with it so I don't think she's a bad person I, I yeah yeah I do think she's gonna get redeemed in some way Peridot and Lapis got redeemed so I don't see why she can't be redeemed exactly and especially we have diamonds being all like we're all family now and they've killed like <laughs> yeah. god knows how many people so I think, not to say yeah. Jasper hasn't killed, we don't know what Jasper's body count is, <laughs> but I definitely think she will have a redemption arc. Exactly. And like, I think the other thing we have to think about in Steven Universe is that like, Steven Universe and all of its themes and messages are basically just trying to say this. People aren't as, once again, cut and dry as they seem. Everyone has a capacity 
to harm others, but also to be healed and to heal others as well. And that's why, you know, in Steven Universe, it's not about like the fighting and taking down the villains or whatever, or even who will win the war physically. Steven's resolution to all of this was not to fight, but to literally just to talk. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, as, and that's the thing. At the end of the day, the only way we can actually shift, you know, the narratives and like, you know, the mindsets of people who are involved in a lot of like, you know, conflicts is that we need to change people's worldviews. And that we can only do that by connecting to others and actually being able to share our experiences. Because when we have that knowledge and we can actually apply that and resolve matters. Because wars are not solved by bombing others and, and you know, occupy, occupying other nations or performing acts of terrorism the, or acts of radicalization. The way that they are solved are by people taking a political route, I guess you could say, or just the route where we actually make active rec- reconciliation and we have active discussions about how we can actually resolve things. That being said, I don't think that's happened historically, not really, and if it has, it's kind of heavily like whitewashed or heavily just like, you know, erasing the narratives of people who fought for certain things. So how do I connect this to Steven Universe? Well, we know that everyone in Steven Universe, regardless of how they've acted and how they've been portrayed, are at the end of the day, human. As much as we would like to think of certain people as like, you know, evil and beyond redemption, everyone has the capacity to change. And that's the thing that's so fucking powerful. Everyone can change, even White Diamond. And that's why Change Your Mind was so fucking amazing. And the song, I don't need you to respect me, I respect me. I don't need you to love me, I love you. But if you wanted, you could get to know me and I could change your mind. And Mm -hmm. those seem like really simple words, but that's all you can fucking do, and that's amazing. Mm. So, uh, is there any end notes you want to talk about in that episode specifically that blew your mind? I mean, obviously, Obsidian, the gem fusion, was like, yep, oh, yep, yep, yep. Fuck me up. Giant, <laughs> like, giant woman, giant lava, wa- giant, giant lava mom. Lava mom. <laughs> Stick that sword handle in your mouth and make a lava <laughs> sword. I was like, oh, Rebecca Sugar, you came into my dreams. <laughs> Also, the outfits. Oh, my God, I yeah. I think the outfits, especially Amethyst and Pearl, just go to their arcs. Like, Amethyst is very much, like, less, I guess, restrained than it was mm-hmm. before. And Pearl is just, like, less feminine. It's the least feminine outfit she's ever had. And just the callback to last one out of Beach City with, mm-hmm. like, those jean-looking pants and, a, the, and the jacket. Yeah. And she's so happy about it. And... I love Smoky Quartz. I love Sunstone, and I love Rainbow Quartz 2.0. They're all great. They're all amazing. They're all they're just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh, I don't even know what to say. Like there's so many things that are happening this episode. I don't know if I mentioned this already. I wrote actually a 17-page analysis about every single scene in Change Your Mind in the special and how it relates to abuse and homophobia and everything. And honestly, I feel like we've covered almost everything that I was going to talk about anyways. Mm -hmm. So, like, I guess that's all we have for today. But, yeah. And if you want a part two, let me know. Wish (laughs) you'll get to contact with me because I have a billion things to say. Exactly. So, that being said, you're watching That Gay Radio Show, and thanks for tuning in today. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you. 